0: I get to conclude a series that we've been in that we are calling Full Circle, and uh, this morning we want to talk about praise, uh, which makes so much sense on a Thanksgiving weekend. We want to talk about this ancient, glorious concept of Praise. Um, I was just reading an article uh, a a couple of days ago. I I won't tell you the magazine I was reading the article in, in case I don't know the way it's affiliated to a political side you don't agree with, and then you'd be mad. Uh, But this article was really fascinating. It was um, talking about some research that has been done around the concept of thanksgiving, it's been done around the concept of um, gratitude. And uh, at the end of it all, They concluded through a variety of scientific research processes um, that folks who expressed thanksgiving, expressed gratitude, tended to be happier than those who didn't. In fact, they did an experiment in which a group of people um, hand-wrote and delivered uh, thank-you notes to other people. And they experienced levels of happiness that lingered on for up to a month. Not people who received thankful notes, but the people who wrote those notes actually found themselves experiencing um, more happiness. My favorite part of the article was that as they studied this scientific research thing, they concluded that much of this practice had its roots in Religion and particularly in Old Testament Judaism. <laughs> They're starting to draw all of these um, connections to which my response is like, duh, love the fact that science is finally catching up to what God has been telling us the whole time. And um, so, hey, all that to say, if you have a copy of the greatest scientific textbook of all time, uh, turn with me to Psalm 103. We are going to be in the old text, the Judaism text, the Bible, the Old Testament, uh, Psalm 103. And we're going to just look at a, a couple of verses beginning at verse number one psalm 103 starting at verse number one here's what it says praise the lord my soul all my inmost being praise his holy name um praise it it doesn't take long uh, to get the sense of what the psalmist's focus is in this particular section of scripture it's the idea of of praise, praise, praise. Um, praise is uh, really simply put, just means to express appreciation or approval. Praise, to express appreciation or to express approval. It's to make known the fact that I am thankful or deeply impressed by someone. Praise. Um, now, as much as it might be tempting to think, praise is not a uniquely an exclusively religious or spiritual word. It's just a word. It's our outward response when someone impacts or impresses us positively. Um, it's really interesting. Uh, my, my three youngest daughters who are um, in the room at the moment, uh, they are experts at this. They praise their mom on a Daily basis um, because she is the culinary queen in, in our home and they love food, which makes for a very just a perfect combination. And I, I, when I say they love food, I mean like what about Bob' love of food? I know that's a reference that dates me and only applies to like three of you who've seen that movie. But we literally have to tell them you don't have to comment on every bite. Mm, it's so good, Mom. Thank you, mom. Can we have this every night, they say. Um, Just praise, praise, praise for her chefery all the time. Um, My teens, I have two of them in the house. It feels like 18 of them most of the time. Um, Man, they have gotten so good at ping pong. Um, in our home, I remember when my wife and I would team up and would play against them and we would whoop them and we would let them know we would mock them as a parent. I'm not endorsing that. I'm just confessing kids. That's not okay for parents to do. Um, and I think they just harbored that for a while and they whoop us so bad, so bad. They beat me actually to the point where I spend the majority of the time just saying, yeah, too good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, was too good. That is Praise. It's just um, expressing the fact that I am impressed with something. Um, We were at a basketball game last night. And um, I'm not kidding you. Anytime any kid on the floor did anything remotely good, you had hundreds of people praising them. um, Affirming what they had done. And most of the time, it was through cheers or through applause. But that is... That's praise. And now, boy, we have made it really simple to practice praise. Um, Social media, every social media platform has a single button that you can push to express praise. It's praise. Praise at the click of a button. Anytime you see something that you appreciate or you approve of, you can literally hit a button. Like, you can even hit love. Uh, You can even put like like emojis to express something that the buttons themselves don't do quite enough for. Um, Praise, 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 praise to express appreciation or approval. I'm just trying to tell you You may not have been aware of this. Um, You're a praiser. We praise all the time. This is not a unique word. It's not a unique concept. At some point through the course of the day, all of us will praise. Whether it's hitting a like on social media or whether it's giving a woo to that special somebody I've been married to for 22 years or so. Or, or whether it's like, mm, that was moving to a Ted Lasso episode. Or whether it's something weird that some of you do. Dub bears. The bears. I don't even know what that means, right? As you watch your favorite football team um, this afternoon, we are all constantly expressing praise. We're praises. We express appreciation and affirmation and approval all the time. All David is doing in Psalm 103 is really attempting to direct our praise, to tell us not necessarily how to praise. We know how to praise. He's telling us who to praise. We already know how he's talking about who. Look again, verse 1, praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praise his Holy name. He's not just zoning in, by the way. He is leveling up, way up. And he's saying, above all things you express appreciation or approval for, praise God. Praise God. May the deepest and richest of the, by praise be directed to God. Praise God the Lord. I I know how to praise, but he's saying may the best of my praise be reserved for and expressed to the Lord. Above all other things you express appreciation and approval for praise his holy name, he says. And the word holy is so beautiful especially in a context like this. It just means to be set apart. It means uncommon it means to be in a category all by itself he's describing god this way we all praise all kinds of people and things we express appreciation we express approval all the time but the psalmist agrees with jesus and says but hallowed be his name god's name He's saying there is nothing more worthy, more deserving of our appreciation or approval than the God who exists in a category all by himself. Praise his holy name. If you're going to be deeply impressed, immensely thankful, There is no one who ought to be as deeply impressive or as immensely thanksworthy as the God of the universe who sits enthroned above the world he created with the word of his mouth. So I'm just asking on this Thanksgiving weekend, is the best and richest of your praise reserved for and expressed to God? I'm just asking, are you most impressed with your creator? Are you most expressive of how impressed you are with God? Are the deepest parts of you moved most to let God know how deeply moved you are? Because if not... If not, everything else in your world is going to end up out of order. We didn't need a scientific experiment to tell us this. Everything else is going to be out of order. This is what the psalmist is. Listen, praise God who lives in a category all unto himself. If my greatest appraisal and approval and affirmation is not reserved for him, I don't put him in his rightful place, everything else is going to be Out of order. And it will not surprise me if what I start to experience isn't the greatest brand of joy and the greatest brand of happiness. Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. This is God giving his commands to his people, the Ten Commandments, as he's telling them, this is how life makes the most sense. And the first thing he says, verse 3, you shall have no other gods before or above me. Nothing higher or greater in your affections or your appraisal or your affirmation than me. That's the first and greatest command, by the way. God is saying, I will and I must be first and foremost. Anything else you put above or before me will throw the rest of your world out of order. The psalmist says this in Psalm 16 verse 4. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more and more because your life was not intended to be lived with anything first. Above or before your God. Jonah chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Those who cling to worthless idols, and an idol is anything that you place above or before God. He says, Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. But verse 9, I will, with shouts of grateful praise, this is my counter. I'll sacrifice to you, God, what I have vowed I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. If the first piece is out of place, and it doesn't matter, by the way, any area of your life. If the most important thing is not placed in the most important place, everything else falls out of order. So the question I'm asking is, is the best and richest of your praise reserved for God? I'm just asking what gets your most impressed expressions of wonder? What gets your loudest cheers? What gets your biggest likes? What gets you most fired up to break into applause? What gets you most enthusiastic thank you? What gets you most stunned? That's a question raised by this text. Does God get the best, richest, and the greatest of your approval and your affirmation and your appreciation? That's what I'm asking. But I don't mean to speak for you when I say, if you're anything like me, nope. No, he does not. Um, my heart is so idolatrous. It's amazing how many things I so often place before him and therefore praise Above the holy God of the universe. I place so many things before him and I even get to the place where I don't notice it and I feel like it's okay. So many things get my greater praise. Simple things like peace and quiet. I'm just telling you, that precious commodity right there, when I have moments of peace and quiet, I'm like, "Whoa." That right there. Mm-hmm. Or the Golden State Warriors, who are currently like 18 and 2 or something like that. They're on a tear. They're going to get my appreciation, my applause, um, my approval, or my kids' events, whatever they happen to be. I'm just saying, if you're anything like me and you're willing to be honest on this Thanksgiving weekend, man... You are an idolater. If you're anything like the psalmist, you are an idolater. We have become so okay with idols in our lives, we don't even notice. The number of things that get the better of our praise than God himself. And we feel like it's okay. We don't even notice because it's not the really bad things. It's not like we built some monument and bowed down to it. What are we, idolaters? Um, That's what's so powerful about this verse. It's written by an idolater who longs to return to the appropriate order for which his heart was designed. He longs to be better at returning praise to the place it most greatly belongs. And if we listen carefully, I think we can pick up some tips to returning to doing what we were created for, praising God first and foremost. Again, verse 1, he says, Praise the Lord, my soul. all my inmost being, praise his holy name. I don't know if you saw that. Um, but David seems to know what the rest of us might just be realizing. And again, it is that truth that left to ourselves, Our hearts are so prone to place other things above God. We naturally move towards idolatry. He knows that. When we wake up in the morning, the first thing we want to do is not breathe in and say, It's your breath. In my lungs, so I pour out my praise to you. Thank you for giving me breath. That's impressive how you put breath in my lungs, and I'm alive, and I pray. No, our first thought is coffee, breakfast, social media, check my text, check my email, check the news outlet. We are always naturally moving first towards lesser firsts. David knows that. So what does he do about this? So interesting. Um he constantly reminds himself. This is so good. He he literally talks himself into praising God. He literally talks to Himself, And he talks to the decision-making center of his being. And he says, come on, soul. That's Psalm 103 verse 1. Come on, soul. Come on, man. Don't go there. Go there. Come on, man. Let's not do that. Let's do this. Come on, soul. First, let's praise God. Come on. Let's do it. I'm telling you, one of the reasons we veer away from being a people of of praise God first and foremost is that we don't practice the art of self-reminder when it comes to praise. We just don't remind ourselves enough. Oh, man, this struck me. And I'm like, why is the Bible so simple and I make life so complicated? We just don't remind ourselves. Here's what I mean. You do not trust yourself to remember to do the most important things in your world. No, you don't. You make sure. How? You are going to set some kind of a make sure mechanism. You are going to instill some kind of a reminder to make sure that you do whatever you believe to be the most important things in your world world, Um, and yet we trust ourselves, I'll remember to praise God first and foremost. No, you won't. You will move towards idolatry unless you start the practice of self-reminder and self-talk, which is what David does. Come on. The reason you're on time to work is because you've set up an alarm, something that reminds you it is time to wake up. It is time to go. The reason that you meet those project deadlines at work is because you've set something on your calendar to remind you this is due on this day. You don't just leave to chance the fact that you remember the most important things in your world. Come on. You don't forget the Bears or whatever team you're the Colts. Uh, Is this still a team? After Peyton left, I don't know. I boycotted. Um, come on, you, you, you make sure you know exactly where to be on Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. I mean, if you're into that show... You don't just trust yourself to remember, you record, you don't just record it, you set it on recurring recording. In fact, you are so done with that, that you just stream now, right? That way you don't miss a single thing. You set alerts so that when your favorite social media influencer posts something, you are alerted. You know, because you don't want to miss anything. You don't want to miss anything. You never leave first priorities to chance. You create a system to remind yourself, to make sure you don't forget. And we legitimately think that the God of the universe is deserving of something less. David is like, no, I remind myself. So here's what I think David would tell us. Hey, make a praise alert. Set a praise alert. Create a praise alert. I'm just telling you, if you want life to return to the order in which God designed it to live, and you know you are prone to veer towards idolatry, come on, somebody. Create a praise alert. Set one. Um, I cannot hope to praise God first and foremost without setting regular reminders. Set an alarm. Set an alert. Create a calendar event. Uh, Create a a praise playlist so that when you get in your car, that sucker plays. And it's just a way to remind and return you to the place where praise God. Put it on your to-do list. Ask someone to ask you about it. I'm saying if something matters to you and you don't want to miss it, you will figure out a way to remind yourself. Come on, soul. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. Praise the one who's most deserving of it. So I, I'm like, all right. So I, I set. it took me like five minutes, which means it would take most of you like 40 seconds, you know, to, to, to create a, a calendar event. I literally created a daily calendar event that goes on my calendar now. And there's a certain time during the day when it's going to alert me. And all it's going to say to me is kind of praise the Lord. Like that's weird. I like, But I look at my calendar, and it's got all the things that I consider important. Otherwise, I'm constantly forgetting. So I set a calendar event to, to, to praise, and I still feel weird about it. But I just, th- this had to happen for my idolatrous heart. Okay, so the praise alert goes off, and I'm reminded to praise God. Then what? What do I praise him for? I'm so glad you asked. Um, David tells us, verse 2, he says, praise the Lord, my soul. I love that. He's back at it, reminding himself again in verse 2. He reminded himself in verse 1, and is reminding himself in verse 2, because David is like me. He hit the snooze button in verse 1, and then nine minutes later, here it is in verse 2, praise the Lord, my soul, again, and he says this, forget not all his benefits. I am saying. Make a praise list. Make a praise alert. Great. Then make a praise list. Some of you are familiar with the Old Testament concept of of Ebenezer and Ebenezer was just this rock formation. It was this pile of rocks that God would call his people um, to to make on, on a regular basis. And the reason he did that was because he knew that they were very prone to forget the great things he had done in their lives. And so when he would do something monumental, epic in their life, he would call them to, to make this rock pile called an Ebenezer. And it existed to be a visual reminder of the great things God had done, lest they forget. Lest they forget. He gave them something visual to look at um then on on thanksgiving uh my wife and teens we were talking about this past year and some of the different things that we got to do and my wife started listing some things and i was i was into it i'm like i completely forgot that we did that this year then i started listing some more things and i'm like yeah we did go to hawaii this year didn't we like we went to hawaii this year who forgets hawaii We do. Like life happens and things get crazy and bad things happen and I start to complain and I forget like we went to Hawaii though. It is amazing. God knew his people would forget the fact that he parted a Red Sea and they walked on dry ground through it. The minute something difficult happens, you start to get into all the ways in which life is not right and it's not okay. And you forget, you walked through a sea. And if you study the Old Testament, that's exactly what would happen. The Israelites would be whining about something the day after God's fire came down from heaven. In fact, on one occasion, God opens up the ground, sorry kids, and he swallows up some people for complaining. Parents, feel free to use that one. Um, And then the next day, people are like, boo, that's not, because we are, I use a polite word, we are very forgetful. And God knew that about his people. So he said, hey, create these visual reminders. Otherwise, you will forget to give me props for the great things that I'm doing in your life. That's what David is saying to his soul. Let's make sure we never forget the Lord's benefits. Let's make sure. Forget not the great things that he has done. I don't know if you knew, but the pen is mightier than the memory. Write it down write it down. Something good happened, write it down. You would take three unnecessary trips to the grocery store if you don't just write down what you need to go pick up. That is me. I'll remember. What else? <laughs> I'll remember. I feel so hungry right now. There's no way I'm going to forget this thing that I really need. Then I get there and I talk to someone and I see something else that looks really good. And then I'm calling my wife like, uh, remind me again, what were we here for? And if she doesn't pick up, then I'll forget it. And I'll have to take another trip to the grocery store. Just write a list. Write it down. You're going to be calling your friends saying, hey, can you please remind me what the assignment was? Because when the teacher was explaining it, I just thought I'd remember everything. I just thought I'd remember. No, the pen is mightier than the memory. Write it down. God has done so many good things in your life this year, I promise. But if you don't make note of his benefits, you will forget. And you will start to treat God like he isn't the great God he is. And he isn't constantly doing great things. And you didn't get to go to your own version of Hawaii. Whatever that is, the moment something goes wrong, write it down, lest you so forget his benefits. Make a praise list, y'all. Make a praise list. Maybe it's a family praiser that goes on the fridge, you know. Maybe anytime a kid complains, you're like, now go write something that you're thankful for that God has done on that list. Let's populate this list of reasons to, to praise. Ah, David makes a list. Feel free to borrow. I did. Verse 3 says, He forgives all your sins. Remember, he's still talking to himself. Ooh, he has a list. He forgives all your sins, David. He heals all your diseases, redeems your life from the pit, and crowns you with love and compassion. Praise the Lord. He satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I love that, by the way. And if you know David's story, this dude went through some messed up stuff. And yet here he is, returning to a list. This is so good. Come on, make a list. Maybe it's just categories like he lists here forgiveness. And I'm saying to you, if there's anything, any way in which you know you've sinned today and God and Jesus has gladly forgiven you, you don't want to forget that. God is deserving of praise for that. If he has healed your diseases or he's healed or restored a relationship or he has healed something that you just couldn't fix on your own. Maybe he's even healed something in your financial world. You want to write those things down. He deserves to be praised. Because after all, David would ask, who on your social media feed could do that? (laughs) who of those dudes running around in tights on a field could forgive your sins? Like, who You are really going to give someone else more props than the God who did this? Oh, no, my soul. Oh, no. Praise the Lord. He saved you from hell by having Jesus take your place. He praises him here for salvation. And you're going to place someone else above him? That's how forgetful we are. That's how idolatrous we are. That's how so easily impressed we are by unimpressive things that we. the, The God who saves us. Come on, if you believe he loves you, which it says, and he pours out his compassion on you. He didn't have to, but he loves you. You want to just have that written down somewhere as a reminder. Not to mention, David even lists fun stuff. Like he satisfies your desires with good things. That's our God, y'all. He's not trying to hold out on us. He gives you stuff to enjoy. Think Netflix. Like, really? He's like, yes. Be careful, little eyes, what you see, but Yes. Or the snow for some of you. It's the snow for me on that, but no thank you. Um, you know, or, or married moments, whatever, or coffee, you know. He gives us stuff that we enjoy. And then what we do is we tend to end up putting that stuff above him. The stuff giver himself is like, no, I gave it to you to enjoy. Come on, I'm just saying, do you enjoy coffee? Praise him for the way it renews your sanity and saves lives. In real, I don't know about you. Um, maybe when you go get coffee and they ask, uh, name please, just say praise. So when that cup comes back, you're like, that's right. You do satisfy me with good things. Praise your holy name. Uh, the list goes on. Verse six, he says, The Lord works righteousness and justice for the oppressed. He's now thanking God for what he does for other people. This is awesome. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel, this God of ours. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger. Come on, write it down. Abounding in love. He will not always accuse, praise God, nor will he harbor his anger forever. Mmm. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Praise God. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. That's how much he loves us. And verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. And we are going to place something else above him. David is like, you can't afford to forget all of that. Write it down. Who is like him? David is making a point to his soul. Who has loved us like that? Who has forgiven us like this? Who has done greater things? Then come on, soul. Why on earth would you not give him the best of your praise? The loudest of your expression, the deepest of your? Gratitude. Man, I did this Um, just yesterday, actually. I I made like a list, a a category. So, okay, so my alert goes off and I'm supposed to thank him for what? So I made a, a list. It's more like, yeah, just categories. And it's interesting. I looked at what David said and I thought, I like his categories because he picks a lot of things that no pandemic no political atmosphere, no drama in our world can shift or change. He picks these categories that are going to be true whatever day he wakes up. I thought that was really interesting, what he does. And then you can fill in the different things. He satisfies with the good things. What good things? You can make a list of the different things. Those will change. Um, so I, I plagiarized some of David's list. So I put categories like his grace, his forgiveness. His love, his abundance, his provision, so that when I look at this list, I can thank him, um his grace, oh man, last night we were driving home, and um i uh I got pulled over by a police officer for some some reason um <laughs> that I know very well and told him as much um, so it comes you know to the passenger side window. Opens the window and he, he lets me know what I had done. And I'm like, Yeah, um, yeah, you, you, yes, I was speeding. Yes, I was, you know. Um, and then uh, he goes back and he does his thing and he comes back and he says to me, I'm going to give you a verbal warning. And I'm like, Thank you, Officer. What's your name? He said, Officer of Madison. I'm like, Thank you. And then he said to me, He said, and by the way, I saw that less than a month ago, you got another warning for speeding. He said, I'm not endorsing driving recklessly. Use me as an example of what not to do. Um, and then he said to me, no joke, he said, I'm just telling you, I'm going to give you a verbal warning, but the next person who pulls you over, it may not go so well. It may not go so well. So I'm like, what's your name? He tells me his name. I'm like, Think. I praised him. I praised him. I expressed my appreciation. And my approval of his incredible gesture. And it struck me. That dude did not give me what my driving crime deserved. And I expressed gratitude on that. I did not deserve. And I told my daughter who was in the car. I deserved to pay that ticket. That guy was incredibly gracious. Gracious. To me. And I'm just telling you, this is what David is saying about grace. Like if you're sitting in this room, then you have not received what your sin deserved. God said, listen, I know what you've done, but I'm not going to give you the appropriate consequence. And if we are Honest and humble enough. I hope that we'll say, like, no, I don't deserve to be sitting here right now on account of who I am and what I've done, but for the incredible grace of God. And there is always going to be, in every single day of your life, something of His grace to thank Him for. When you understand, you are not getting what it is that you deserved. I continued my list. I, I listed stuff, you know, God stuff, and then my stuff, like my family. Um, my, yeah, my family may shift in different ways. The moods definitely shift, my word. But, um, you know, my church, my mission, the fact that he's called me to partner with him in this world is, is crazy. Um, my health, any day I wake up and I'm able, like, good God, thank you. I didn't deserve that um fun stuff like i want to thank him for that um fact that i get to go and enjoy the the winona trails like that to me that's fun for me old people fun stuff whatever um the stuff stuff that he blesses with i just to me i made this simple list um made this simple list so when my alert goes off i have a list that i can refer to um And have a cause to praise him, to thank him. Okay, Um, and then I think David would say, and then make your praise known, right? So I have my alert, and then I have my list, and then what do I do with it? And uh, David would say, hey, make your praise known. I, I don't know if we mentioned, but praise means to express appreciation or approval. It's always an expression I let out. Praise is always an expression that I let out. Hear me on that. Praise is not a thought. It's an expression. Praise is not a feeling. And man, I could camp on that for an hour, and you know I could, but I'm not going to because I want to give you more reasons to praise uh, the Lord. But man, praise is not a feeling. We sometimes treat it that way, but it's really not. It's not about necessarily how I feel. Even earlier, as I was singing, it was so good for me to to be reminded. Like I'm not singing these things because I feel something necessary. I'm seeing them because they are true of a God who deserves to be praised because of who he is and what he's done. If you sit around and you wait to feel like praising, you will praise inconsistently at best. That's why David is telling his so. no, praise the Lord, forget not his benefits. And then you express, praise is not a feeling, it's an expression made in god's direction it's not a plan it's not an intention it's an expression if you've not expressed something to god you've not yet praised him and some of us again we're in a praise debt prison or something like that and i thought i'd make a sampler of expressions ways to praise um, god the alert goes off you have your list so what do you do like Express your praise to him. Um, Different ways. Uh, A praise statement is one way you could do it. Um, And this is simply saying out loud something like, Praise you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, God. You are awesome for name the benefit. Thank you for the fact that I can say praise the Lord, means there is breath in my lungs that's one way to do it just to get better at telling him praise you god thank you god you are amazing god just make the declaration out loud to him um or a praise applause like the bible is constantly saying like clap your hands all ye people like that's an expression of praise God really appreciates. And frankly, you don't have to teach any of us to do that. We know how. It's really interesting. But man, your alert goes off. And have people at your work wondering, like, why at 10.30 a.m. every day she goes into the bathroom and starts clapping? She's super impressed with whatever she's doing in there. Like, I don't know. But man, the Lord loves the sound of clapping. He loves the sound of applause. And frankly, it is our instinctive response when we're impressed with something in our culture. You can actually make a decision. I'm just going to clap. God, you are so good. And it will feel weird and awkward because we've become so familiar with giving so much of his praise to so many other things. It doesn't feel weird when you sit at home and you clap at a TV. At people who can't even hear you. And we're like, we're not idolaters. Lord forbid. Like you know that thing can't hear you, right? You know you're yelling at something that can't even hear you. Go, 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 go. Woo! (laughs) By yourself in a basement. So I'm saying it's not so weird if you're in a, you know, a stall somewhere. Clapping your hands. Praise testimony. Um, this is where you just tell somebody, man, I just want to tell you, God is so good. Do you know what he did? And I'm just going to tell you about it. Um, Tell somebody, come on, we do this. Do you know how many points Steph Curry scored two nights ago? Ask me. I really want to tell you, right? I'm giving praise to Steph Curry by testifying to somebody else what he did. We do this all the time. Imagine if we started to do this based on the list. Of the things God has done in our lives or a praise song. This is why we sing in church. We don't sing in church again because we feel like singing in church or because it's a cool, fun practice. We sing in church because God is deserving of our praise. And that's one way that we get to do it or, uh, you know, make a praise sound. Woo! Hey, I don't know what yours are, but come on. You make them about a variety of different things. Yes! Woo! Right? We do it all the time. Can you imagine if your alert went off and you just happened to be in a car with people like, ow! What is that about? Thank you, I'm glad you asked. Now I can praise him twice by telling you exactly what it is that I'm praising him for right now. You know, praise play. You can play an instrument. Just go bang on something. Or, you know, I love to sit and play the piano. It's a way that I get to express myself to i don't know what do you do when your football team is winning i don't know how does your personality express being impressed um do that there's a variety of different ways again there's always a a worship playlist in my car and my daughter knows this because if i pick her up like there's going to be music something is going to be loud in the car i'm going to be singing something or you know um being awkward i'm glad she doesn't mind at least she's not told me um yet. Uh, And sometimes I will lift up my hands just all by myself, and I feel weird about it. I feel weird about it, right? But come on, it's interesting that we'll come to church and we'll do certain things in front of each other, but if we're by ourselves, like, I feel weird. Like, you don't deserve that hand raised but why not? Just saying, so so many different ways. I just don't want to get more expressive about something else than I am About the God who saves me and gives me grace and forgives me and loves me as far as the East is from the West. And, you know, uh, I I just don't want other things. My kids see it. If we're watching the voice and somebody sings real good like, I get up and I start clapping. I start hooting. I start pointing at the TV and all of that. I don't want my kids, you know, to be, well, I'm sorry. I'm just not an expressive person. My kids will be, you are lying, Dad. We see your expressiveness. Yes, you are, right? I just want him to get the best of my um, expressiveness. And when you praise God, you bring his goodness full circle. Because you end up closing the loop. Great is God and greatly to be praised. And so many of our lives have these unclosed loops. Great is God and greatly to be forgotten. Greatly be t- to be taken for granted. No, 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 no. Great is our God and greatly to be praised. Great is our God and greatly to be praised. And whenever we express praise to him, we close this glorious loop and we live the way we were designed to live to return praise to the one who is worthy of it. And I'm telling you, when we start to do that, I'm telling you, we start to praise him. And especially I think about this Thanksgiving season opportunity we have. We close that loop, and I think we start to return joy to a sad and depressed and anxious generation. I didn't need science to tell me that. But thank you for agreeing. When I start to live a life of praise, I start to live the way I was designed and everything takes its rightful place. And I shouldn't be surprised if some of the sadness and depression in our generation starts getting pushed back. And I'm telling you, when I start to praise, I re-crown God. I place God in the place that he deserves. And when I do that, I start to push the darkness back. Praise has a power to push darkness Back, Because God is in his rightful place. I am making declarations about who he is. And anything around him has to start to bow in accordance, starting with me. And praise obviously makes us better witnesses. We exist to show and share the love of Jesus. And one of the reasons we do that is because we believe to close the loop of what God has done for us. To express our appreciation and our affirmation to him. Oh, we want to express it in the way we engage people. The way we talk about you. Because who else do we have to represent if not you? Who else do we want to talk about if not you? It makes us better witnesses and again we have constant stories to tell of the goodness of God because we're thinking about it more and more so um, I'm going to say a word of prayer Uh, we're gonna see a a, man a a video another opportunity for us to engage our community in super meaningful ways as we continue our love ed love up and then Kirsten will come out and say some things but I'm going to say a quick word of prayer, and then I'm going to give you a 20-second assignment. So, Father, thank you for who you are. Please move in our hearts to prioritize you as the God who is worthy of praise. Because you and you alone are. So help us to be a people who remind ourselves and who constantly keep lists of what you are doing. So we can return praise to you and close that loop. For you are greatly to be praised. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so you have 20 seconds. And um, I don't even feel bad for you because I'm actually going to leave. Listen, if God has loved you, if God has poured out grace on you, if God has saved you, if he has given you what you do not deserve, if God has allowed you to do anything that is even remotely enjoyable, like to overeat Thanksgiving meal, stuffing, whatever... I'm going to give you 20 seconds to praise him. Listen, I'm not going to tell you how to do it. You can whisper, praise the Lord. You can hit the chair in front of you. If someone's not sitting in it, please don't hit anybody. That was a good hit. Wow, Jonah, that was a good one. Um, you can hoot, you can holler, you can clap, you can do whatever you... But I'm going to just dare you express it somehow. Come on. 20 seconds, starting now. Good luck. All right, we'll see.